The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no perf- one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast, and happy anniversary to Summer Fridays. So today, actually, we are celebrating our fourth anniversary of launching our brand. So I wanted to bring you this very special episode of Lauren and I just sitting down and chatting with you about how we started working on the brand in 2016, all the things that led us up to our launch in 2018, and just reminiscing on the things that we've done in the last, you know, six years since working on the brand with just seems so crazy that this has been a six year long journey for us. Uh, Just a little note for you guys too. Lauren and I sat down and did this interview together in person. I'm just apologizing ahead of time just in case it doesn't sound perfect. So uh, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to share that we have a brand new Summer Fridays launch. It is called Dream Oasis. So many of you guys had been asking for a hyaluronic acid serum from us for so many years or you wanted a hydrating serum. So we made this just for you. So Dream Oasis is a hydrating serum. It's got hyaluronic acid, glycerin and squalane and it is incredible. So when we started thinking of the name for this product, the vision was like, you know, in movies when there's somebody and they're walking through like a desert and it's so dry and they just feel so like parched and then they come across like a desert mirage and it's water and then finally they can dream of this water, this oasis in the middle of the desert. It quenches their thirst. And that's really what we think of this product. So you come across this for your skin and you're dreaming of this oasis to like instantly hydrate your skin. And that's exactly what it does. And not only is it hydrating, but it's also calming and soothing as well. It's incredible. I love it so much. I hope you guys do too. It's available now at summerfridays.com and Sephora and each of your purchases, reviews, it means so much to us. So thank you so much for picking this up and we hope that you guys love it. And before we get into the episode, be sure to subscribe because I've got new episodes every single Tuesday. Leave me a rating review if you're loving the podcast. Now let's hear from Lauren and I about Summer Fridays. I cannot believe that we are four years into it. We were just talking about like even from start to finish, I mean, we started working on the brand in 2016 when we initially had the idea. So really, it's been six years of working on the brand, which is a significant period of our adult working life, which is just wild to think about. I know. It's so crazy to think about because I think we always had big dreams and aspirations for the brand when we launched, but I don't know if we realized it would become this so soon. Like, I think we always thought it would be a big company, but now that it's here, I don't know if we expected this. Not not to this extent of what it is now. I think even in the beginning, when we first launched Jetlag Mask, that took us by surprise too. I mean, we had no idea that that was going to happen that quickly. I know. It's so crazy. So I want to go back to our story. I'm going to start us in 2016 so people can kind of get a, a background of like leading us up to where we are today. So I was just thinking about like how we felt back then. And if you guys are listening and you're trying to think of a business and you want to start something, don't force it because we were thinking of ideas and we were going through what we wanted to do. And when we decided we wanted to start a skincare brand, when it came to us, we just felt that it was right. And it wasn't forced. It wasn't, we just felt like, oh my God, this is the thing we want to do. Like we have to start skincare. And it just, that excitement propelled us to do all of the other things that like led us to 
eventually starting to bring because I think a lot of people are like, what do I like in my life? Like, what can I monetize? But I think just because something is your hobby doesn't mean you have to monetize it or make it a business. But I do think you need to be excited, generally excited about about what you want to do. I think we immediately felt really passionate about it. And we had this intuitive feeling about the idea and about the brand and about working together. And it's interesting because now in hindsight, skincare was not necessarily on fire at this point in time. It was still comparatively a small category if you were comparing it to makeup or some other beauty categories. But we felt so strongly about it at the time. And it's just interesting sort of how life unfolds. And now skincare is so huge, but it wasn't, our idea was not driven out of this desire to do something that was trending. No, not at all. And I think that's really important to you for other people wanting to start businesses is if something is already oversaturated, you have to have such a unique point of view if you're starting a brand in that category, because there's so many competitors. It doesn't mean you can't launch something. It just means if you choose to, you just have to make sure either your branding, your name, your product assortment, the price point, where you sell has to be so unique because there's just so many options out there now. But going back to then, I wanted to think about like when we started, where did we even start? So we wanted to come up with a skincare brand. And then we were simultaneously working on our first product while working on the brand and brand identity at the same time. So we were kind of parallel pathing things. And so we were working on a bunch of different things. And I think the best idea if you want to start a company is just to start because you just have to like get your foot going. You you just have to begin. You have to start. And by the way, we had no idea what we were doing. And most people don't know what they're doing. I think a lot of the best ideas and a lot of the best products and things that we use daily in our experiences most of the time, no one knows what they're actually doing. There's not necessarily an expert that can say this is exactly how you'd create a product or build a successful business. It's just about beginning and about starting and then having enough faith and enough guts to actually go and do it. But I remember we quite literally the next day after having this idea, we started going to work on it and we started reaching out to various labs and and different people that we could work with. We started asking friends and family members if they knew people. And it was pretty immediate. And I think by the end of that first week of trying to put work into it, we had already found our lab that we were working with. I mean, it was pretty remarkable how quickly that happened once we just started. Yeah, it really did. And then so for us, we really came up with this idea for jet lag mask. And we did know the name of the product we wanted to come out with when we started working on the brand. So at this point, we didn't even have a brand name, but we had a product name for the first thing we wanted. And we said we wanted a face mask called jet lag mask and we want it to be an aluminum tube. And that was all that we knew. And then we started working backwards from there. So eventually when we started working with the lab, we worked backwards of, okay, this is the end result of what we want. What do we want it to do? What do we want the results to be? And we really leaned on the expertise of people who have been working in skincare for decades to really lead us of how to formulate a product. And so we worked together and it was so collaborative and it's still collaborative to this day. Like we have such amazing teams of people we work with who bring our products to life and like they have years and years of expertise. And so we've learned, I think, so much from the people we work with over the years. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And there's so many parts to every stage of coming out with a brand and a product and so many different people that you're working with. And it really does take our sort of our own personal passion and ideas and drive. But then that combined with people who are individual experts in their space, it takes all of that combined to really create what we are envisioning. Okay. So I'm going on a vacation finally, and I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I feel like this is such a long time coming. I can't wait to just like 
go and relax. I already ordered some books. I started shopping for my trip. And one of the things I needed was some bathing suits. I was like, I want to take some really cute swimsuits with me. I was scouring the internet to find something cute. And these ones from vitamin A, I think you guys will love. I want to share with you guys the styles that I picked out. Vitamin A is a sustainable swim and apparel brand designed in Southern California. And all of their swimwear is made locally in Southern California. Vitamin A is the pioneer of sustainable swimwear. So in 2010, they created and launched the first swim fabric made from recycled fibers. They've got bikinis and bodysuits and loungewear, and they're all really designed to last with exceptional quality and a flawless fit. And every vitamin A purchase prioritizes the health of our planet. Through their partnership with 1% for the planet, they give back a portion from every sale to organizations that protect our oceans. So for my trip, this is what I'm packing. I got the Gia Triangle Top. I got the smooth fabric and it comes in really cute colors. And it's just like a classic string bikini top. And it's got a really good fit and surprisingly great support. And I'm matching that with the California high leg bottom. It's a really great like swimwear essential. It comes in really great colors too. And I also got this in the smooth fabric and the metallic is very cute. I love how like bronzy and goldy it looks. And a must for vacation for me is an oversized linen shirt. So I got the playa one from them. It's just like easy and breezy. You can wear it as a cover up. You can wear it as a top. And I got the gauze white color. Just in time for summer, head to vitaminaswim.com to find your perfect bikini. Use code Mariana at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's Mariana for 20% off at vitaminaswim.com. So in 2016, we came up with the idea for the brand. And then we came up with Jet Lag Mask being our first product. And then we started working on who is our target customer? What does she look like? Where does she shop? What do we want the brand to like look and feel like? And it was the very early stages of building the brand. And I think those things are so important when starting a company because everything you do is really going to be tailored to that customer. So if you have a certain target consumer and they're of a certain age category, maybe they're shopping at a certain price point. So if maybe your customer is a little bit older, they maybe could afford something more luxury. So then maybe you're targeting like Neiman Marcus or something as your dream retailer because you know your price point is suitable for those customers. If you're going after like Gen Z or younger, maybe you're going after like a Target or Ulta demographic. So you want your price point to reflect that. So for us, I remember, and I looked back recently at our mood board and I feel like Instagram has changed so much from 2016 when we came up with this to now, but it was very like feminine and girly and like it it was just of Instagram of that time. And so I think our, what the brand visually looks like has changed, but I still think the core customer and Target consumer has been the same ever since 2016 when we started working on it. I think so, too. It is kind of wild to think about how much has changed because I remember that very first vision board, too, and it did look really different. But I will say that we always had a really clear idea of who the customer was. And also, I think we've always had a clear idea of how that customer is evolving. And there was a lot reflected in in ourselves, too. We always kind of said we we are the core customer. And so I think as social media has evolved and as style has evolved and colors that we gravitate toward, we have evolved with those changes. And I think that's actually been one of the most key parts of our business dating back to day one from the idea to now, six years later of of having what we have now. I think so much of that is is true to the core of what we we developed and evolving. So if somebody's working on a brand today, I think there's a couple things they should probably think of when working on like their brand positioning. So I think they should think of like who is their target consumer? Where do they want to sell to? What's their like point of differentiation? And it doesn't matter. So even like for us, right? Like jet lag mask, I think it's so unique and different, but there are other moisturizing face masks. But what was it to us that like made it different? So when you're thinking of a product, whether it's fashion or tech or skincare or whatever it is, think about how yours can be different. And I think the more work you do on the front end, the easier everything else becomes because everything you do, every choice you make goes back to like these core principles you set up at the beginning. 
And that's a really good point because I think now, especially because it feels like everything comes so quickly. So when you are seeing something on Instagram or on TikTok or something incoming and it feels like everything is happening really quickly. And so I think in turn, when we have these ideas, you want them to happen really fast. And I think it's so important to be really mindful about the longevity of something. And it really does make it worthwhile. And it's why we spend it's why we spent so much time creating the brand and doing all of that work in the beginning. And it's also why we still take so much time to create a product and name the product and create the campaign imagery around it. There's so much that we think about in terms of longevity and having this last a really long time and a brand that can last forever. And so it really is worth that amount of time versus just, oh, I have to launch by a certain date or I have to have this out by a certain time. You know, it's, you've oh got to put gosh. that time in. Launching by a certain date reminds me that we thought we would launch in summer of 2017. I remember that. So we started working on the brand in 2016. We're like, oh yeah, we'll launch in like a year. And everyone's like, there's no way you guys can launch by then. And we were like, oh, why not? No, we re- we launched 2018 and we were really like pushing it to like launch at the date that we did. And so there's no need to give yourself an artificial deadline of anything personally, professionally, unless you have to do something by a certain date. It's better to do things right than to push yourself for a date just for the sake of needing to launch something. So you could only launch a brand one time and you want to make sure everything is right. So I'm so glad that we were patient with ourselves, even though we were so antsy to get it out. I remember Lauren's birthday. She got a face mask cake and it was supposed to be the first product that we were going to launch with. It was like it ended up being a different tube color and we were pushed. We ended up pushing the brand back by like six months from them. But we thought it was going to launch around that time. Oh my gosh, I remember that. We totally thought it was going to be this like late and we're both we're both October birthdays. We're both Libras. And so we loved this idea of it launching in the fall that we just kind of kept getting delayed. But I look back and I just think, thank goodness it ended up getting delayed because it gave us more time to really perfect the brand and then also to launch with our dream retailer, yeah. which was to launch with Sephora. So crazy. I want to go back to one thing you said too, because you said thinking about longevity and it's really important, I think, for anyone when you're starting down any kind of journey to think about what is the point of why I'm doing this? Like, what is the end goal? Where am I going with this? Because for us, we really wanted the brand to live beyond who we were as people. And so that's why we never named it Marianne and Lauren's Face Mask. We really thought about like a brand that could be larger than who we are. And I think that Summer Fridays is today because there's so many people who don't even realize that we're behind the company. Like they see, they know us as founders. Sometimes they'll see us. But I remember I I saw a TikTok somebody posted and then all these comments like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that influencers founded this company. (laughs) I know. See, that's the point of everything changing so much. And that is what we wanted. I think at launch, it was interesting because the influencer space was smaller at that point. And obviously TikTok hadn't been created yet. And this, it was a, a bit of a different time. And so we really, I think, drove the brand and really were kind of the face of the brand, especially at launch. But it was always a goal of ours to have it live much beyond us. And it makes me feel really proud that we've been able to do that. I think we've made a lot of really intentional decisions along the way of being able to do that. And I think that goes back to what you said about what is the end goal, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's been really key to our decision making. So we started making these smarter decisions at in 2016. And I think I'm going to talk about it later, like about making those decisions, because it's definitely difficult to like consistently try your best to make the right decisions for like a business long term. But in 2017, I want to talk about what we worked on that year. So I think 2017 was 
really important for us for launch because this year was when we finally finished our first formula for jet lag mask and we started working on R&R and overtime. And we knew that Sephora was our dream retailer. And we started getting all of our like ducks in a row to pitch to them. And so that summer we hadn't had packaging yet, but we did a photo shoot so that we could put together a brand book so that we could pitch ourselves to retailers, well, to Sephora specifically. And this is when we haven't sold a single product we haven't made any money. So we're self-funded at this point. And we had a photo shoot. And the photo shoot, if you guys have seen our stores, our Sephora stores, our end caps, it's a picture of Lauren and I. That picture is from summer of 2017 when we hadn't even launched the brand yet. And it's still our favorite photo. There's something about that picture. I know. You know what it might be? Honestly, there's something, even when I look at it and I see our faces, there's something about this joy and this passion. And you can feel it in the photo. And it's this almost a beauty of being a little bit naive. Still at the time, it's I, I always say there's like this magic in not knowing too much. And I think before we launched, it was just this excitement of this is what we're creating and we're excited to share it with the world. And you can feel it through that photo. I think it's one of the reasons why it's our favorite. Okay, so I had recently posted about a capsule wardrobe and like all the things that I think you need for a capsule wardrobe. I posted about it on my Instagram. I talked about it on last week's episode with Matilda Jerf. We were talking about like clothes that you need. And I feel like jewelry is one of those things. It's like it really completes the capsule wardrobe. Like if I have a good pair of earrings, a ring, a necklace, I just feel like it ties everything together. And so if you guys are looking for some jewelry to like perfect your outfits, you guys could try out Goryana. Goriana offers jewelry you can live in. The brand is really known for these dainty, lightweight diamonds and 14 karat solid gold. It's the perfect finishing touch to any outfit. They also offer free gift wrap and free shipping year round. It makes jewelry the perfect gift for a loved one or for yourself. And the brand is a family business. It's owned and operated by a husband and wife team. They are based in Laguna Beach, California, and customer service and experience is so important to them. So the brand offers a lifetime happiness guarantee on all orders. That means if anything ever breaks or even is lost, the brand will replace or repair for you at no cost. So I want to tell you guys about a few of my favorites that you guys can order. And I just love like keeping my jewelry on all the time. So the 14 karat classic eight millimeter Huggies are just like a perfect everyday like little hoop to wear. There's also the floating diamond necklace, which is just like a classic piece to have all the time. I love layering necklaces because I feel like it makes like such an outfit together. So the Parker layering set is very cute. And it's also the Parker mini layering set. And I love that you can wear these pieces separately. So Goriana is offering a gift with purchase exclusively for Life with Mariana listeners. Visit Goriana.com slash Mariana for your free jewelry roll. And I love this because I can just take my jewelry with me anywhere I go. Again, that's Goriana.com slash Mariana. So that year, what we did was we finalized our product. We needed to get it packaged and produced because we thought that we would launch by the end of 2017. So we had to start hiring people to help us. And at that point, we couldn't afford to hire a full-time person. So we ended up hiring a consultant who could help us with the whole process. And really, it was like us and a consultant just getting us to the point of even launching because we didn't know how to manufacture product. We had no idea. I also will never forget sitting down with our consultant and, you know, him telling us that we would need to make and sell thousands of masks. And we thought, oh, my gosh, how are we ever going to sell yeah. this many face masks? And it's just it's crazy to look back on that and think of that. But it was I I will say that I think because we have from the beginning, we were so involved in every step and every part of the business that it allows us currently, I think, to be involved in really the right ways because we really understand how every part of our business works and operates. And then it also gave us time 
once we were able to bring on more team members to say, you know what, someone else can do this role a lot better than we can. But I, I do think in the beginning, us having our eyes and and our vision in each of those areas has been really helpful long term. Super helpful. And so that year we finished the formula, got our deck together, started producing the units, and then we really wanted to launch at Sephora. And we had got introduced to them and we kept kind of like emailing back and forth and nothing had really come to fruition yet. And then later that year, I think it was like November or December of that year, we got connected with them again and we offered to fly ourselves up there. <laughs> we, we just said we were showing up. Yeah, we, we were <laughs> like, we would love to come to San Francisco and meet with you guys. And then we ended up meeting with them. And that the end of that year in 2017 was when we pitched Sephora officially in person. And we were getting ready to launch the brand direct to consumer in January of 2018. So we were launching regardless. This was like our launch plan. This is what we're doing. We're starting the year off strong. And then they, they came on board. We, I, I have to tell, well, I want to tell two quick stories because before we knew that they were going to come on board, Marianne and I used to go into Sephora stores and we would walk up and down the aisles. I'm sure you remember this. And we would envision our brand. We would think about, you know, what would make us stand out on a shelf in Sephora. And we just, we admired so many other brands and brand founders that were there. And it was our dream. And I really do think having that vision and visualizing that over and over and over again really helped make it happen in the end. And then we also had made some decisions that were very intentional, knowing that we wanted to launch at Sephora. So for instance, having packaging, having our our masks in a box, we didn't necessarily know if we would need that if we were selling on our, our website, but we knew that Sephora would need that. So we made sure to create boxes before we pitched to Sephora. So there were some things that we did knowing that Sephora was our dream retailer. And then when they signed on, I remember crying. They had told us during the meeting and Marianne and I went into the elevator and we were crying in the elevator. Happy tears, obviously. And then we went and got lunch afterwards and we just like, we were like, is this like real life? Like, is this really happening? And we just couldn't believe it. And so we pushed our launch from January to March to be able to launch with them. We increased our initial purchase order of what we thought we were going to launch with. And March 7th, 2018, we launched with Summer Fridays with Jedi Mask. I'm so like wild. having watery eyes thinking about it because I can't believe it was four years ago. Like it's changed our life in the best way possible. And like, I want to say thank you to you guys too, because every single purchase, every share, every review, like you guys have really been like the best community over the last few years. Like we always say we're a community driven brand and like, we are so like grateful for you guys. And I'm just like, we're both sitting here crying now because no, it, couldn't, it like truly could not exist without without our community and without you guys. And I we've said that from day one. And I know we say it a lot, but I hope you know how how meaningful you are to us and how much just how much we appreciate everything from day one, from supporting us day one to every review, to every purchase, to every comment and like and telling your friends and your family. And Marianne is not wrong. It changed our lives. You changed our lives and the brand changed our lives. And and we hope that we're just, you know, we're the, a very small part of your life, but I hope you know what a significant part of, of our lives that you are. You really are because like we're still, even though we're celebrating four years now, we're still a small and independent brand. And so- 
in the big dogs of like the biggest skincare companies in the world is like where we're selling with. And the fact that like you guys come out and like show up for each of our launches and support us and buy and shop, even though we don't have like the big marketing budgets that like some of these other companies do, it's so meaningful. And it shows that like you can be an independent company. You can do something on your own. And if your customers love what you're creating, like they, they will be there for you. And so we're so grateful for you guys. Sorry that we got teary eyed for a minute, but we just like love you guys so we much. We'll and- probably be crying a lot this week as always. I know we have so much going on this week because this episode will have aired when our cafe just came out last weekend. But we have so like Dream Oasis just came out this week. We have a cafe in Summer Fridays in Los Angeles this weekend. It's our fourth anniversary. So we've got a lot of big moments. And I feel like we are always emotional about the brand, but it's like an extra emotional time. I know whenever there's a lot of things at one time, it just makes me wish I literally can't. I feel like I'm going to start crying again. Um, Very emotional. Okay. Okay. So we launch. Okay. So we launch Sephora. We launch summerfridays.com. We're like, okay, we've got all these units of this mask. Like I, hopefully we can sell them all. And then we sell out <laughs> and we're like, what is going on? Like, I think we felt so good about it, but I think we were like, oh my, we didn't like, I think there's a lot of times when a, a company will produce or release a small amount of units so that a sellout happens and then they'll like restock a couple weeks later. No, like we thought we were, we had enough units for like months and months and months and the inventory really sold out. And then we were like, oh my God. <laughs> we had no idea. I mean, we had, we just had no idea of what to expect. And we were blown away by the support and the purchases and Sephora was blown away and we were all, and then we kind of, it went from this euphoria of, you know, it went from this just euphoria of, oh my goodness, we sold out and this excitement and we were so thrilled. And then what immediately followed was, oh my oh gosh, no. how do we, yeah, oh no, how do we, how do we create more and how do we create more fast enough and how do we get more masks to people? And so it was sort of this dual feeling of huge excitement paired with, wow, this is a really different business already. And that happened so fast and we need to be able to produce more product quickly. Yeah. Because as a, as an independent brand, cash flow is everything and you need purchase orders from retailers and you need sales on your website to have incoming cash. If you don't have product to sell, and you're sold out, there is no incoming money. And you need that money to fund your next order or to produce more things. And so as great as it sounds to sell out, like it is your lifeline as an independent brand. And so we were like trying to figure out how fast, like what do we do to like better forecast for the future? And so now we're in a really good place where like we forecast things and like have packaging ready so that we have things to fill. But we were really learning as we went. And so it was such a crazy time for us. And now four years later, still a bestseller, bestselling face mask at Sephora. And it's so great because like Lauren said earlier, we talked about with each of our products, we don't like to think of things as being trendy products. We like to think of staple products you want to have as part of your routine for years to come. And you guys have proven that you know, with jet lag mask, it's still a favorite of yours. And four years later, you still use it in your routine. And I, it was jet lag mask that really is co- its core to our brand. And it's what propelled the brand. And it's still such a key core product, which is exactly what we had wanted. And it's also interesting because I do want to talk about our decision to launch with one product, because I think that's also helpful for anyone starting a brand and kind of going back to this idea of, of cost and being self-funded at the start. And our decision to launch with one product kind of it was for a couple of reasons. One, from a cost perspective, it was also much more efficient for us to 
make a single product, produce a single product, especially before we had any sort of purchase order. So at this point, we didn't have any incoming money. So it was what could we do and what could we create with the money that we had put in ourselves and having one product is much easier to produce in mass versus having to produce, you know, seven products that we needed to launch with. So that was one big reason. And then the other big reason really was more marketing driven. And that came from, you know, you and I had were working as influencers at the time and we were used to receiving lots of, of press packages and just seeing a lot on social media. And it's sometimes difficult when you see too much at once. It's difficult to know what is the main focus. What's the hero product? What should I be paying attention to? And I felt like by launching a single product, it allowed our community to have a moment of, okay, th- this is the product. Let me introduce it into my routine. Let me start bringing Summer Fridays into my routine. And I felt like it gave us time to also gain trust with our community, which was really important. Okay, guys, I'm like really excited for my little spring break that I'm taking. I I guess I'm going to call it a spring break because for me, it's a little vacation and Lauren is actually going on spring break with her family. And so I need to send this to her too, because one of my favorite things for going on trips is like buying new stuff to take with me. But since I live in California, even though I take stuff on like spring break or vacation, I can wear it here all the time. So if you guys are counting down your days to spring break, if you're going somewhere, or even if you're just taking some time off for yourself at home, you guys can get any of your vacay necessities at Macy's. They've got everything from bathing suits to sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. So no matter what you're throwing into your beach bag, you can order online and pick it up in store or curbside. And this is perfect for me that you can get same day delivery powered through DoorDash. So you guys can shop on Macy's.com. And let me share with you guys a few of my favorite things for spring break for Macy's. Obviously a must for me all year long, but especially on spring break are some sunglasses. They've got great ones from Prada, Gucci, Miu Miu. And I'm always looking to add more sunglasses into my accessories closet. I also love to keep a beach towel with me in my car just in case I want to make any spontaneous trips to like Malibu. And there's a really cute striped one from Charter Club. There's a really great pattern one from Martha Stewart Collection. And Lacoste has this palm croc beach towel. And it's very photogenic. So if you want to take some Instagrams on the beach and there's so many great tote bags on here that are great as like a beach bag, but also for like a work bag once you're back from spring break. So it's definitely worth the investment. There are so many great things you guys can find on here for spring break. So if you guys want to shop all these and more, head to Macy's.com. Now let's get back to the episode. I think another thing that helped at the time too, which is a lesson to like just everybody is that it looked really different. And from the packaging and aluminum tube to having a blue color that you couldn't open Instagram without seeing this blue tube, it looked so unique in the space, especially like us personally, we had very pink and blush and white, perfectly curated. We loved millennial pink. Yeah, we love millennial pink. But for us, it was like it really stood out. And so if you're creating a brand or product or a logo or a mark or whatever it is, find something that is really unique in the space, which I know is hard because there's so many other brands. There's only so many fonts and typography you can choose from, but find something that makes it stand out. Because if somebody else already looks like that or feels like that or sounds like that, why would they buy from you if there's already somebody else who's already established that's doing that thing? So I think I think us being so unique in the space was helpful for us. So I think it's helpful for other people too, just to remember like, don't, you know, go on the internet for inspiration. That's great, but don't go on to copy. And there's a really fine line with that. And I think it's sometimes really tricky because, of course, when you want to create something successful, your first thought is to look at what other successful people are doing and what they've done. And there's a difference between drawing inspiration from from that success or drawing lessons and things that you've learned. There's a difference between that and then just trying to replicate the exact journey or the exact design or whatever it may be. And so it's really kind of it's always finding that 
that balance. Shifting back to the brand, I want to talk about rejection and patience. So even though we heard a lot of yeses, we also heard a lot of no's and there was a lot of rejection or where we had to learn patience where, you know, it wasn't the first time we talked to Sephora where they said they wanted to take us on board. And I remember there was another retailer who reached out to us and we ended up not going with them and they weren't really like that excited about the brand. And so for people who are starting a brand or company or even as an influencer to what lessons do you think that we learned about patience and rejection that could be helpful because that rejection was fine for us. I think a no is just as valuable as a yes. And that has been true since day one when we started our business. And I don't even really like to think of no's as a point of trying to encourage you to then get a yes. It's I think sometimes that over time we've, we've started to kind of look at it that way. Of we, we get a no and then it sort of gets this thing in us and like, oh, we're going we're gonna to get a different yes. But sometimes no is just a really welcoming no. And it's okay. That was not, maybe that part of the journey was not meant for us. And so how can we pivot? And most of the time, actually, I think in our business, all of the time, those pivots have been really valuable and they've honestly shaped what our company is now. I think a really great book to read is Jamie Kern Lima's book. And it's a a lot of rejection. So for her, she was pitching herself to Sephora and Ulta for years and years and years. And she kept getting told no. She ended up getting a yes like years later into her business, sold her business to L'Oreal, was the first female CEO at a L'Oreal company. And so all those no's and rejection was just made her more resilient. So if you are wanting to be inspired by someone's story of resiliency, I would definitely check hers out. And she's been such a great friend and mentor to us ever since we launched the brand. And we're so grateful for so many other women founders. So this episode's coming out actually on International Women's Day. And so we're so grateful for so many incredible other brand founders and people that we are friends with in our network and peers. And we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't without their support. No, not without their support and with their vision and also them starting brands and businesses before we did. I mean, they really paved they really paved the way. And I also have to mention Jen Atkin, who's a good friend of both of ours because she was so significant in guiding us and mentoring us and our journey into Sephora. And it's just, I mean, we we could not have our business without these women before us who really did pave the way for us. Okay. So we've celebrated our fourth birthday. We've worked on the brand for four years, plus the two years we worked on it before. What are we most excited for next coming up in our fifth year of this brand? Oh, the big question. What am I most excited for? I th- Honestly, I am really excited for seeing people in real life and our community events. So community, you know, I know we I know we thanked you all earlier and it's we we miss seeing you in real life. And that was something always from the start of our brand that really was was a part of our brand story. We would have community events, we would try to do things in real life in different cities where we could meet so many of you. And that drove so much of the passion behind what we did. And I also loved being able to sit and chat with people about products that they wanted and all of our ideas come from you. And to be able to have those moments in real life is really special. And I honestly feel most excited about that in in 2022 is just having these in real life moments. I know we can't wait. So you guys go on Instagram and let us know like what cities you're in and where you want us to come see you because we would love to see you guys in person. And I'm really excited for the products that we're coming out with. So already this year, we have our light order vitamin C eye cream that you guys love. Bestseller already, Dream Oasis. It's a hydrating serum that just launched. And those two products specifically, you guys had been asking, you were like, you really wanted a hyaluronic acid serum or a hydrating serum and you really wanted an eye cream. So we're literally making the products that you guys are asking for and the other things coming out this year and beyond. I think you guys are just going to love so much. I'm just thinking everything that's launched in between now and our fifth birthday 
Like, I think you guys are going to really freak out. We, so when we become obsessed with a product, Marianne and I do freak out over it. And then it's followed by this disappointment that it's going to be several months before we get to show it to you because we get so excited about using it and integrating it into our routine. And this year specifically is just packed with products that you have been asking for that we are absolutely in love with. And I think that will become really core parts of your everyday routine. I think so too. So thank you guys again for years. You are the best. We're so grateful for you. Oh, you guys, I love you so much. And I'm just, we're, we're so grateful. We're so, so grateful. I know that we keep saying that, but I just hope you can, I hope you can feel it and everything. Been the best four years. And if you guys don't, haven't tried Summer Fridays yet, it's available at summerfridays.com, Sephora, Cult Beauty, Revolve, Net-A-Porte, Space NK, Sephora Middle East, Sephora Europe, <laughs> Mecca, Australia. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Listen but, to those retailers. Yeah. Look at that. I, what's crazy too now is like we're available at over a thousand stores around the world which is very crazy to think of. And, you know, hopefully we can open up to more places around the world to get it to you guys. But you can shop almost any country on Cult Beauty and they make it available for everyone. And so we love seeing people all over the world using our products. So thank you again so much, guys. Happy anniversary, Lauren. Thank you. I love you. Happy anniversary. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.